Welcome to episode number 144 of the Civil Engineering Podcast, the first podcast dedicated to helping civil engineering professionals succeed in work and life. In this episode, I'll be speaking with Jennifer Goodman, writer and editor at ConstructionDive.com about how the coronavirus crisis has changed commercial construction and what the general outlook will be for the rest of the year and beyond. I'm your host, Anthony Fasano. I am a licensed professional engineer who practiced as a civil engineer, but I eventually decided I wanted to focus more on inspiring engineers rather than doing the engineering myself. So since then, I've written a book entitled Engineer Your Own Success and I've traveled the world helping engineers. I'm really excited for this episode. Chris Knutson, my co-host, recently did an episode where he interviewed contract advisory lawyer Will Buckby from the UK, talking a little bit about construction projects and kind of mitigating the impacts of COVID-19. He spoke about what's going on there in the UK. And in this episode, Jen really focuses on commercial construction in the US. She wrote a wonderful article on the website constructiondive.com called The New Normal, Eight Ways That Coronavirus Crisis is Changing Construction. And what I really took out of this conversation with her, and you'll hear it here in a minute, is that there are a lot of things that you need to be aware of as a civil engineering professional around construction projects in terms of the scheduling, the delivery, and how these things are going to impact that. What I also took out of this episode was if you are a leader, partner, owner in a civil engineering firm, and you're doing some strategic planning now for the next three to five years, you need to consider all of these things, including some of the construction trends that we talk about in this episode. So I really got a lot out of this, and I was really happy that Jen took some time out of her day to come on and talk with us. Now, before we jump in here, I do want to just mention a couple of things. We continue to run our people skills and project management skills courses. You can find them at engineeringmanagementinstitute.org. Just click on training. Our engineering management accelerator people skills course has been a very popular course over the years. It's one session a week for five weeks. It gives you a really good foundation and some of the most important soft skills you'll need to be a successful engineering manager. We've gotten so many requests for a more advanced level, we finally designed a second level to the Accelerator course for more experienced managers. And that level is going to focus on really how to engage people that you lead, going to focus on delegation. In fact, there'll be an entire session on delegating effectively because we found that it's one of the biggest challenges for engineers. And there'll also be a dedicated session on conflict resolution. We all know that we get in conflicts every day, not just on engineering projects, but of course, On large civil engineering projects, there are plenty of conflicts and we need to learn how to resolve them. We'll be updating the website curriculum soon, but you'll be able to find all the information at engineer2manager.com. All right, now let's jump into our conversation of the week here with, again, Jen Goodman. Jen's a writer and editor for Construction Dive, which is a daily online newsletter covering the commercial construction industry. Jen has more than two decades of experience writing about the industry. So let's dive into our civil engineering conversation of the week. Civil engineering podcast. Civil engineering podcast. All right, now I'm excited to welcome our guest onto the podcast today. Jen Goodman is a writer and editor for Construction Dive. Jen, welcome to the Civil Engineering Podcast. Thank you, Anthony. It's great to be here. Yeah, Jen, we're excited to have you. You wrote a great article on Construction Dive entitled The New Normal, Eight Ways the Coronavirus Crisis is Changing Construction. And it was the subtitle too that I found interesting. U.S. job sites are reopening, but the industry will not be the same as it was before 
the COVID-19 outbreak? Are you ready for the paradigm shift? So we're going to get into that here with you. We appreciate you coming on. But first things first, how did you get into, you know, the construction industry and writing for Construction Dive? Give us the background on that. I had a degree in journalism and a couple years after graduating, I fell in with a company, Hanley Wood, which is a media organization in Washington, D.C. that publishes magazines and websites about the residential building industry. So they put out Builder Magazine, Remodeling Magazine, the Journal of Light Construction. I spent many years there, uh, close to 15 years, just writing and editing stories about home building and home remodeling and found I, I really enjoyed the topic. And, you know, over those 15 years, learned a lot about what it takes to build a house and all the different aspects that go into running a, a home building business. About a year ago, I had the opportunity to move to another media organization, Industry Dive, which runs several different online publications for different industries across the U.S. And mine is called Construction Dive, and we cover commercial construction. So it's been a little bit of a switch up because I had spent so many years writing about residential construction. And there actually is quite a bit of difference between, you know, those two sectors. But I've really enjoyed learning about how things operate on some of these really, really large projects and learning more about the companies and the players involved from the commercial side. Yeah, no, that's great. And again, we're going to link to Jen's article in the show notes for this episode. But Jen, a lot of our listeners are, you know, mostly civil engineering professionals and a lot of their work is certainly commercial construction. They work with commercial contractors. So that's a good place for us to start. From the research you've done, how has the coronavirus pandemic affected U.S. commercial contractors? It's really affected it. I mean, we're, I can't think of a way that it hasn't affected it, honestly. I mean, to start, you know, obviously a lot of different states and some cities have shut down all but the most essential construction projects. So it's actually put a halt on a lot of jobs. It's also, you know, made some clients and lenders kind of jittery about moving forward on some of these bigger projects. So I think our readers who are mainly commercial contractors are, you know, they're just concerned about the near future and even further out, you know, what's going to happen to their, with their clients, with their clients' industries, you know, from hospitality, hotel building and restaurants, you know, they're wondering what's going to come once the pandemic kind of dies down, what will happen to those types of projects. We're also interested in how the pandemic's going to affect infrastructure. Some people are saying that it's going to really boost infrastructure spending federally and at the state level with different, I know there's hope that, that some of the federal legislation will pass as, as part of a stimulus to, you know, kind of rev up the U.S. economy and that that will include infrastructure spending. But we're also reading a lot of reports that, you know, the state departments of transportation are, the gas tax revenues are kind of drying up as less and less people are driving and states have other things to spend their money on these days. So, I think the jury's still out on whether or not what the future is going to look like for infrastructure type projects and public works projects. I think another way that the industry has really been changed, obviously, is just through all the new safety protocols that have come about. 
to talk a little bit about some of the points that Jen made there. There's some really good points. And I've been talking with a lot of civil engineering owners as well and talking about their projects and which are moving and which aren't moving. And, you know, they are kind of reflecting a lot of what Jen's saying there and that some of the infrastructure projects, of course, are going and, and a lot of firms I talk to are still busy and they're working on those projects. Some of the concerns, of course, are about the future in terms of if this gas tax money slows down because no one's driving, all of a sudden in six months, you know, maybe things are getting closer to normal in terms of the workplace and going back and things like that. But then all of a sudden the money's dried up for these, you know, state DOTs to do work. So that's certainly a concern. But one of the other things that Jen touched on there that was really interesting, and this is point number six in the article that Jen wrote, is talking a little bit about the demand for project types changing. And, you know, Jen just kind of hit on that. Hospitality, retail, and entertainment projects are likely to be in less demand, while healthcare, construction, and healthcare-related manufacturing projects could see more activity. And so, you know, that's really interesting because I think as a civil engineering professional, as a as a owner of a company or a leader in a civil company, you're thinking about kind of your strategic plan and your strategic vision for your company. You, know, you really need to account for that because if we are going to see construction trends go more into uh, healthcare, which it's highly likely. You need to think about equipping your staff for those changes, meaning do you need to be looking to hire people that have healthcare construction expertise, or do you have people there that you just need to develop and build out their team? So I thought that that was a really, really interesting point in terms of forethought and planning for some of these companies right now. Now, Jen, the next point I want to get into is job sites. How are job sites going to look different now that firms are starting to return to work in, you know, state by state as we go along here? Because I'm sure they're going to look different. They definitely are. And they, they already do because, you know, some of the states that have shut down, like Pennsylvania shut down pretty much all construction. And now it's coming back. California's coming back. And, you know, the governor's offices all have different protocols and, and safety practices that they're asking the contractors But for the most part, you know, they involve a lot of social distancing. California has a zero tolerance policy for social distancing. So you've really got to make sure that the workers are six feet or more apart. There's much more of a focus on, obviously, cleanliness, having the hand washing stations and the hand sanitizers everywhere. There's even other smaller protocols like not allowing people to carpool together to work or to drive in the truck around the site together, not allowing food trucks on site. I've heard of, you know, companies that are banning people from using elevators unless, you know, it's maybe one person that has to ride along with a, a shipment of materials or something. But I think companies are really thinking down to the nitty-gritty detail of how they can keep their workers safe. This also includes the wearing of masks and gloves. I know on most sites, those are required. And some employers are even doing checks of their workers as they come onto the site. They're checking their temperatures or they're having them fill out forms that are attesting to the fact that they're healthy and and feeling fine. It's going to be a major shift. The question is, I guess, how long is it going to last? And that's something that Myself and the other construction dive editors have been talking about for a while, you know, whether or not are these changes permanent? Are they just for a few weeks, few months? You know, when will things go back to at least whatever is considered normal anymore? But I think that nobody knows how long, you know, we're going to have to keep these protocols in place. Yeah, for sure. And I think a couple of things that 
come up for me there in terms of how everything that Jen just talked about in terms of job sites and cleanliness, which is all great, by the way, and it's certainly bringing a spotlight to job site safety. But in terms of how that'll affect civil engineers, design engineers, civil engineering companies, I think the big thing is that, and you mentioned this in the article, is that projects are definitely going to take longer because of all these you know, major safety changes. It's just going to add time to complete projects, which is important because you want to keep everyone healthy. But you just have to think about that in terms of if you're a civil engineer and you're dealing with a client, you're dealing with a construction schedule, budgeting, et cetera, you need to take those things into account now, which is something that's different. I'm sure a lot of civil engineers are kind of trying to learn right now and, and figure out how to incorporate that into projects. The other thing that I think will affect civil engineers a lot is the distancing part of it. Because I spoke to an owner of a a firm this week and I asked him if you're still going out and doing inspections on construction sites. And he said, not really. He said, honestly, the contractor doesn't want us out there and we don't want to be out there because, you know, who knows who's infected with the virus. I also think that you're going to have to be able to manage construction sites more from remote, which is not that easy to do. I mean, everyone that knows that's been in construction or done inspections, you know that there's things you really need to see. So that will be a whole nother topic, I'm sure, that we'll cover through several episodes on the podcast, really focused around technology. I mean, we've had episodes before talking about drones and drone inspections, and I'm sure that there will be more technology really related to that because that's something that's going to definitely have an impact for sure. And it could have just something you got to get used to. I think that that's something that we all need to be aware of. So Jen, with those couple of things being said, there was another point that was a really interesting point in your article that I want to hop onto here, which is union influence or the growing of union influence. Talk about that a little bit, because especially in the area where we're located in the Northeast, you know, with New York here, unions are a big deal. It's something that, you know, we've noticed since the crisis began is that unions have really stepped up and and taken center stage in a lot of the areas where you have contractors working on big projects and maybe there hasn't been a lot of guidance from the city or the state. In some of these cases, the unions are stepping up and saying, look, we're not comfortable having our members on these jobs. And unless the, the owners and, and the general contractors can do something about it, we're not going to work. And that actually happened in Boston. I think there was two different unions that basically walked off their jobs for a couple of weeks until they deemed the job sites a little bit healthier. The experts that I talked to for the article, they all kind of were in agreement that now that unions have kind of, I guess, flexed their muscles a little bit on this issue, it's, it's not something that's going to just die down. I think that the workers and the tradesmen and women out there, they're going to be looking to their unions to help keep them safe, you know, as we ride through the rest of this crisis. I'm really putting my civil engineering hat on here and I'm thinking about, you know, what are the risks to my projects potentially because of everything that's going on right now? And and the one that we just spoke about is certainly a risk. Unions getting involved, again, could cause construction delays. But another one to kind of couple that with that you also touched on in the article is the supply chains. I mean, as you reference in the article, about 30% of US building materials last year came from China. And now with different restrictions, How is that affecting construction now and maybe in the future? The contractors that I talk to, they're all thinking about this. You know, many of the the large contractors especially have, you know, they source a lot of their products from China. From what I've heard, you know, they're really trying to think of ways to maybe reroute some of those supply chains so that they, they don't have to go through some of these higher risk 
areas of the world and just bring it, I think, a little bit closer to home. I know one person I talked to said that there'll be a lot of reshoring back into the U.S. And if not made in the USA, it's going to be a lot. The builders are going to be looking a lot to Mexico and Canada as well. Just to have, you know, the products and the materials a little bit closer at hand and maybe in a little bit more stable of a situation than, than what we had happen with China, where so many of their factories and, you know, production facilities got shut down when the coronavirus hit over there. This is a big one. When this coronavirus hit, I think like the immediate thought for everybody, because, you know, we haven't really experienced something like this, at least most of us, is, wow, this is bad. You know, people are going to get sick. And then once you start to, after a few weeks, realize that one of the effects of this whole thing is this supply chain. We're talking about it specific to construction sites and construction building materials, but even, you know, all the stuff that happened in terms of food supply chain, how these meat plants are being shut down because, you know, the workers have COVID-19, yet the farmers still have the animals or the beef that they need to get to the consumer that needs it. So it's just, we're seeing that the effect this is having on the supply chain and civil engineering and construction is certainly not escaping that. And so that's something to keep an eye on or think about and talk to about with your clients, contractors you work with in terms of the supply chain and how it might, again, affect your schedule. The scheduling and the timeline of projects can be really affected here. And the last point that I kind of want to touch on here, Jim, which was actually the last point in the article, was this modular adoption, the possibility of modular adoption and construction increasing. Talk about that a little bit, because I found that to be interesting. I did too. And that was something that I hadn't really thought about until I started you know, reaching out and doing interviews for the article. But a lot of people I talked to did bring this up as a way, I guess, as as companies are thinking about how to keep workers safe, having to do social distancing on the job site, make sure that just mitigate the effects of the virus, they're thinking more about bringing some of that work into a climate-controlled factory situation. So it may not be that you know they're going to build all of their project as a modular project, but they may want to do some prefab more prefab work than they have in the past. And, and that really made a lot of sense to me because you've got the assembly line kind of efficiency going on when you're building prefab. And then you've also, you just have less workers that need to be out in the field, potentially being exposed to virus or even just weather effects as well. I think modular has, it's been known for a while to have a lot of really, really great pluses for contractors, but I think now it's just got a a new one where it's just, it's going to help the companies to have, I guess, less risk because they won't have to be out on the job site as much. Yeah, for sure. And again, these are all things that will definitely impact construction schedules, budgets, and things that you need to be aware of if you're a civil engineer in design, in construction, construction management, whatever your field is, it's going to be affected by this. And just a quick uh, plug for the website, Construction Dive. Jen, it's a great website. You guys got a lot of great information on there. There's data uh, related to the construction industry and spending. There's great trends in the columns in terms of the articles that you're reading. And it looks like you do a thorough job with these articles. So great article. We appreciate you coming on the Civil Engineering Podcast and giving us a little bit of time and having a discussion on this very important topic. Thank you so much for taking the time. Thank you, Anthony. This was great. I really appreciate you taking an interest in, you know, our reporting on commercial construction industry. Civil Engineering Podcast. Civil Engineering Podcast. 
I hope you enjoy the conversation with Jen. Really, the website, constructiondive.com, is great since we found that I've been reading a lot of interesting information on it. And really, again, the key takeaway here is to learn about how this pandemic will affect the project delivery, the project schedules, project budgets, because it's really going to have an impact on you. And if you're a firm owner, really think long and hard about the construction industry trends and how you need to staff your company to be able to keep up with them. Remember, if you're interested in taking some time during the pandemic to kind of ramp up your project management skills or your people skills, you can find all of our training at engineeringmanagementinstitute.org. Click on the training button. We also have a really exciting announcement coming soon about a service that we're launching in September strictly for civil engineering companies that will have a menu of exciting benefits, including training, executive masterminds, talent acquisition, and marketing. So information coming on that very soon. Remember, you can find the show notes for this episode at civilengineeringpodcast.com. Look for episode number 144. There you'll find a summary of the key points discussed in today's episode, as well as links to any of the resources, websites, or books mentioned during this episode. Until next time, I wish you the best in all of your civil engineering career endeavors. Thank you for listening to the Civil Engineering Podcast. Be sure to visit civilengineeringpodcast.com where you can listen to past episodes and also submit your project to be featured on the show. We also invite you to visit our main website at engineeringcareercoach.com and download a free three-part video series created specifically for engineers to help you best utilize LinkedIn for networking, improve your communication and speaking skills, and also help to develop your leadership abilities. Now is the time to engineer your own success. 